Hi, this is Mike Brissell, voice of Living with the Land and the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy your Grand Circle Tour of Tomorrowland with the Mickey Dudes Podcast. All the trash pandas are going to jump out and abduct you. Hello, humans, and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Mickey Dudes podcast. I am your host, Pat Giannetti, and tonight I am joined by a cast of colorful characters from the Windy City, Tim Schweska. I used to go to Disney in the before times. That's so sad. <laughs> from, from California, Dan Cohen. We're pollinators. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting that. That was awesome. From the Lone Star State, Jeff Williams. Flash photography. I wouldn't. That alters the homing signal. That's not good. And right outside of Epcot's gate, Dave Koch. Insert new catchphrase here. <laughs> That's from that Guardians of Galaxy ride, isn't it? Yes. That that was that was I think that was your best one yet. So maybe I'll just stay uh, with Debbie. I I would like to thank uh, Dan. I I will when the murder hornets show up. That's all that's going to be going through my head now. (laughs) (laughs) You are welcome. (laughs) The murder Um, hornets actually left and went back to Asia. They're like, screw this. I don't want to be here. Ah, oh, sounds like yeah, it sounds like a good idea. But you know what else sounds like a really good idea? What, guys, Pat? you know, Father's Day is coming up this weekend, and I know it may be a little bit too late to get the man in your life, the dad, the father figure, the uncle, the neighbor, whoever that guy is, that really awesome guy in your life. You know, some really good coffee. It might be a little bit too late to get it for Father's Day, but you know what? Why do we have to just celebrate that guy on one day? Why not celebrate? him all year long if you have a disney fan great best coffee in the world at joffreys.com head over see their disney collection it brings the parks right back to you and like tim said before we're missing the parks right now we used to go bring the memories right back to you greatest coffee in the world joffreys.com disney collection simple but hey if you want to really go nuts how about dvcresalemarket.com you could buy points galore. You can sell points just like I did just recently selling my poly contract. They are going to work with you to get you the points that you need for what you need them for to actually go back to Disney. June 22nd is coming. It's coming fast. Um, you can't get the points that fast. It just doesn't work that way. But at the same point in time, you're going to be able to start using them for future trips. 2021, we're looking at you where a lot of the restrictions are going to be lifted and the new world of Disney is going to be nice and shiny and all that wonderful stuff, dbcresellmarket.com is going to have the points you want. Whether it's a small contract, a large contract, head over to the website and you will see all their listings for all the wonderful DVC resorts. Speaking of wonderful, wishuponacookie.com. Great cookies. We had Tori on last week in our, on our show. 
And the amount of different kind of cookies they're going to have for different occasions, again, hey, you want to celebrate dad? You want to celebrate a dad or a grad? <laughs> See what I did there? I'm a poet, and I didn't even know it. Head on over to wishuponacookie.com or Instagram, wishuponacookie201, to see what's going on and what the designs that they have. These are trained chefs. These cookies are delicious. Head on over there. Cookies are great. The, yes, cookies fantastic. are fantastic. <laughs> so you will get what you want and surprise somebody that's a Disney fan, or maybe not. See what they have <clears> to <throat> offer over at wishuponacookie.com or Instagram, wishuponacookie201. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are going to start a new series this week, the best and worst series. I know, I know, I understand. When we see Disney, we are always like, oh, it's the greatest place in the world. But you know what? We all know we've been there long enough. We're seasoned Disney fans. They actually, there's little warts here and there. There's some things we don't like about Disney. So we're going to start the best and worst series this week on the Magic Kingdom Resort. So the five resorts, you have the Grand Floridian. Contemporary, Wilderness Lodge, Fort Wilderness, and the best of the best, the Polynesian. Again, if you want to hear our top 11 episodes that we did on resorts, head on over to episode 62 from March 2nd, 2017. Holy cow. That was a long time ago. But the, <laughs> Poly the Polynesian did win our top 11 for the best resorts on Disney property. So that's why I call it the best of the best. It does have a very warm place in my heart, even though I just sold my poly contract just because I want more points. But that's the story for another day. But we are going to give our best thing about the resort that we love and the worst thing, that little wart, that thing that we may just not like a little bit, you know, or we might hate it. Who knows? But that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to talk about our best and our worst. But before that, Dave. Yes. Dave. Hi, buddy. How are you? Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Dave Koch is going to tell us about a poll that we're going to put up this week. All right, guys. So with Disney World reopening in um, early July, yeah, well, actually mid-July, uh, if that actually comes to it, considering uh, the rate Florida was going, you know, welcome to Florida, the most backward state in the union. With that said, think positive, Dave. Think positive. <laughs> it's hard to want to drive frat boys running your state. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, go ahead. With that said, gentlemen, so on the 11th of July, right now, Disney's Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom are opening. And on July 15th, Epcot and the Disney's Hollywood Studios will also be opening. Now, Disney has this new reservation system to kind of just uh, mitigate crowds and kind of just. Give everybody a chance of enjoying the magic. There's going to be no such thing as park hopping for a while. So my question is this. If you were in the Orlando area and able to visit Walt Disney World when it reopens, which park would you choose to visit first and why? And we're going to throw it over to our host. So, Patrick, where are you going and why? If I was to be able to choose one park for the day, I'm going to say in this climate, I think I think Magic King is a little bit too crowded. Um, Epcot's got too much construction. The Hollywood Studios going to be too crowded with their new rides. I'm going to Animal Kingdom. You know, I think it's spread out. I think you have 
uh, different themes. It's, I think I can get a really relaxing uh, vacation mode in that area um, or in that park, see a bunch of different things. But some of my favorite rides are over there as well. You know, uh, Chester and Hester's, you know, Dino Land. Gotta love that. Who, who doesn't? Oh, wait, no, that's probably the worst thing. Never mind. Um, yeah, I so actually I'm, love it. I'm, you would. You so would. It's not that I don't, it's not like I dislike it. it it's good. It's just, you know, it's not my favorite part of the park. Um, except Dino Bites. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Trilo Bites. Oh, that's it. Damn it. Um, Trilo Bites. I love it. Um, and no, I'm still not sharing my cookie ice cream. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm going, Dave. How about you? Where are you going? You can I'm go. Actually, I don't know if well you can you can go. You're right there, but I don't know if well, you have a reservation. If, if I actually get into the reservation system, but uh, I'm actually going to join you at Animal Kingdom because I think that uh, I kind of just during this time I ended up doing a lot of walks, a lot of hiking, and stuff like that. I kind of really just uh, learned to commune with nature, and I kind of want to keep on that theme. So you know. I miss going there and watching uh, baby Stella and uh, baby Augustus the hippo grow up. So, you know, I want to I see how big Stella got in the last couple months. I want to see how big the hippo got. Uh, Stella's the elephant, by the way. And just, uh, just kind of just go see the Yeti. And um, I still haven't seen the kangaroos. Every time I go there, they're not out. So I'm still on a hunt for kangaroos in Disney's Animal Kingdom. They're supposed to be somewhere near the uh, Tree of Life, and I can never find them. So that's going to be my new thing. Oh, and I just can, I can watch the otters for hours. Every time I think I really understand you, <laughs> you, you come up with something like that. Otters? Why otters? They're just, they're they're just so playful and they're just you know they're just a joy to watch they're they're cute they're uh, they're rambunctious you know they they're just you never know what they're gonna do it's just uh, they're entertaining you know what dave you know what you're entertaining and so will this show so this show will be so let's get it started so tim i'm gonna come over right to you all right we're gonna start with the grand floridian we're gonna start with the flagship resort all Wait right. a minute, what about everybody else with their question for the poll? Hey, Dave, see, that's what's great about me being the host and not you. We have five <laughs> guys on tonight, best and worst. That could be 25 things. I don't want this show to go two hours. <laughs> Duh. So, Tim, how are you tonight, buddy? Not going to complain. I mean, uh, we're, we're, we're getting past things, hopefully. Uh, <clears throat> literally hitting my 90-day mark t- today until uh going down to uh, epcot with a couple of friends of ours so you know hopefully uh hopefully things go well hopefully there's some semblance of a food and wine festival some uh just some just some normalcy we've already got the reservations we've luckily got the tickets they're not selling anything new so we were lucky to get that in really early so we're uh, we're locked in as far as that but we'll see all right, see, Dave, there, Tim, Tim's going to Epcot. See how simple that was? That worked out perfectly. <laughs> no, 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 it's just, we're, sorry, we're, we're staying, we initially booked a Boardwalk Hotel, so that way, because of the Food and Wine Festival, yep, that's see, why. See, Epcot, go Epcot. All right, Tim, so we're going to start with the Grand Floridian. We're going to go with the flagship. We are going to start with our best thing. What is the best thing? Hey, watch this be the shortest episode ever. I was just going to make a really lewd comment, but this is a family show, so I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> Tim, 
what's the best thing in your mind about the Grand Floridian, the flagship? Ah, uh, well, I'll tell you, it's it's hard to pick a best thing because I uh, this one holds a special place in my heart. My wife and I honeymooned at the Grand Floridian. Oh. Uh, uh, it's just it's it's such a classy place, uh, yet so comfortable. Um, you, it's there's every every corner you turn, and just I it's it's beautiful. It's so breathtaking. Uh, I'm I'm gonna have to go honestly with the best thing about the Grand Floridian are the restaurants. Uh, you have you have such a variety uh, in there. You can I mean you've you've got you've got casual dining with Citrico's. You have fine dining with Victorian Alberts. Uh, and honestly, when it comes to the best meal on property. You you've either eaten you either say Victorian Alberts or you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> I I mean no it's just it's plain and simple it is nice. an experience all in its all in its own it really is and that's not knocking the other restaurants on property I mean it it's it's a it's a Shangri La of wonderful restaurants that's that's how good I think Victorian Alberts really is. Um, I uh I would I would definitely have to put their restaurants right there at at the very top. Uh, uh, the best, the best they have to offer. You, you know, you can have yourself just this nice casual dining experience. You can have a nice breakfast. Uh, but when it comes down to it, I mean, if you want the very best, when you're talking about walking into a Black Diamond Michelin star, just this, a restaurant that you, like, literally, like as a kid, saw on TV and thought, wow, so that's where the that's where the important people eat. <laughs> That's uh, that's it, man. It really is. Uh, I I got I I have no complaints to what you're saying, but I, I'm saying 1900 Park Fair is a little bit of a hidden gem there as well. Oh, the, uh, the strawberry soup is ridiculously good. The the, the <laughs> yeah. most underrated lunch on property is a 1900 Park Fair. I completely agree. So, all right, good call, good call, Dan. How about you? What's the best thing uh, about the Grand Floridian for you? Well, you know, I, I was just I was just there back in December and I was reminded of how beautiful the Christmas decorations are at the Grand Floridian. Um, I I love what Disney does for the holidays in general, but for whatever reason, there's just something about when you go in and you, you smell the the gingerbread house and you, you see all of the, the trees everywhere and everything is just beautifully decorated and and. It's really just like a, a testament to how detailed everything can be at Disney when they're doing when they're on their A game. Is it's just everything was thought of, every inch of of space that could be decorated is, and it's just it's just a, a like an already magical place just becomes more magical. I think. Well, I can't, could not agree with you more on that because that's what actually I had on my list as well. And, <laughs> All right. You know, and I didn't believe the hype. You know, a couple of years ago I was there. Uh, I got there the day after Christmas and I spent the week there. Um, and I was like, nah, the Grand can't really be that good at Christmas. I, 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 I ate my words very quickly. Phenomenal. The tree, the gingerbread house, you know, the orchestra. Yes, it is. It, I think magical is a very good word that you use there. Um, it was fantastic. So, yes, agreed 100%. Jeff, how about you? Best thing you can find or best thing you think of when about the Grand Floridian? You know, when we th was going over this, I was thinking about 
something a little bit more esoteric uh, feeling to it that's not uh, doesn't hit you in the face. Um, and I think it's the live orchestra or live uh, chamber music that's going on when you, when you enter the lobby. Um, I, w I guess the maybe it, in a weird way it makes me feel like uh, hey I made it to first class on the Titanic. Um, maybe I'll be able to make it on the lifeboat um, when it goes down, but. <laughs> But no, all seriousness, it's it's just a cool little uh, signification of um, just classy, a classy place. It's just really cool to to always have that live music, whether it's a full or, uh, mini orchestra or um, even just somebody playing a piano. But that's that's what I always love about it. And I think that gives it that gives it such a. I, I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, it's pretentious. It's it's. It's too high class. It's too this, you know. And I, I could see that, but at the same point in time, I think those two touches—you know, the piano or the orchestra—I I love it. I think it's it's just the right amount. It's not. It's never too loud. It's never. It, it always seems to like fade into the background a little bit, or it just kind of goes with the flow. Yeah, a hundred percent with that. Dave, how about you? Best thing about the Grand Floridian? The characters there. At any time, you can um, find a whole bunch of Disney royalty, and it's just always magical. Uh, during the day, for instance, if you're up by um, the restaurants, you know, just kind of just walking through the bathrooms, you might find uh, you might find uh, Aurora walking through, going ready down to meet her uh, child subjects at the Garden Root View Tea Room to decorate cupcakes with them. At three o'clock every afternoon, you'll see uh, Cinderella come down the golden, not the golden, the grand staircase with uh, Prince Charming, and they uh, lead all the children in a waltz around the uh, lobby. And then you have some amazing characters at 1900 Park Fair in the morning. You have an English breakfast, so you get Alice, you get the Mad Hatter. And you get Mary Poppins. You also get uh, Pooh and Tigger. So you have a whole bunch of face characters. And at night, at 1900 Park Fair, that's where the fun begins. Uh, yeah, you kind of you have uh, you have uh, Cinderella and Prince Charming. They're kind of boring. But then you have the Tremaine family. So you have Lady Tremaine, and you have Drizella and Anastasia, who are always a riot. It's always fun to flirt with them, you know. You, you get one of them, you get one of them up, and you know, you look at one of them and you ask the other one, "Hey, can I have your sister's phone number?" And you watch them fight over you. It's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really, you know, it, I think that we we kind of mentioned it a couple times already about 1900 Park Fair. One of the things that does scare me about where this is all going, you know, is the interactions that you have with the characters and and. If 1900 Park Fair does not change in the future, I know there's going to be some sort of change to it, obviously. You know, I don't know if buffets are coming back or whatever. I don't know how close we can get to characters. But if, if you guys if you guys have not been to 1900 Park Fair, just for those interactions with those two sisters, hysterical. They are phenomenal. Ridiculously good. Love it, love it. Here's love my it. theory on that. I think eventually, if buffets don't come back... It might they might like turn them into like a family style. Or they might be like a might might be a okay some a cast member serves you type thing. But if that ends up happening, I think eventually they are they are gonna bring back the character meals and everything as time goes on. 
it's too much of a money maker for them to not do it. You know, once it's yeah. safe, they'll be back. Maybe Fears. not the buffet part, but it'll be you'll still get your strawberry soup, but you'll get it family style. Yeah, fingers crossed on that. I agree, and that's the way I think that it's going to go as well. All right, so so we just talked about a little bit of the good. Now we have to look at the bad. So there's the best, there's the worst, there's a dark, there's a light, there's a happy and a sad. There's you know, there's the opposite. So Tim, you know, I know especially it holding such a you know a place in your heart with the honeymoon and all that kind of stuff. Can you give me a worst about the grand? Yes, absolutely. Their uh, their food court. <clears throat> It is not very well laid out. I think it is uh, cramped. Um, I I think that the uh, the system they have in place there um, they're always under they're always understaffed. They uh, it just the menu isn't uh, the menu really doesn't have the variety that I've seen at other deluxe resorts. Uh, it just it's it's a log jam, especially in the morning. Uh, it's it's a complete log jam. It's um, I, I, I use a fair portion of my shoulders, uh, getting to the coffee in the morning. So, um, wait, first thing, you know, I, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Gasparilla, I, I, I do, I do agree with a lot of things you said, but as soon as you said it's cramped, I was, my first thing that thought in my mind, aren't most places cramped for you, buddy? Kinda. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm yeah, not, that, not you're, you're right. No, to, no, you no, no, got, no, you're you right. Shoulders to, to, that are. No, no, no. That no. To, to to be fair, you 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 are correct. But I mean, you know, it's like I, I I'm 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 aware that I'm bigger and I'm aware that I that I'm larger and I need more room to maneuver. So that's why I always try to kind of like shrink down and stay as small as I can because I don't want to be the guy who does the oh I take up a lot of room. Shut <laughs> up. You're in a crowd. Deal with it. I I want to make room for others. I want to make sure that you know I'm not you know run into the old lady trying to get coffee or knocking over some poor kid who's just trying to refill his mug full of Powerade or something. I mean, you, you just, uh, you know, you, you just, you want to be polite and considerate of others and it makes it very difficult in that space. So that's all that I agree with a hundred percent. So, uh, Dan, how about you? What, what's your worst feature? What's the worst thing about the grand? Well, I guess, and I, I say this in full awareness that um, this is going to be hypocritical of me, but uh, because I've never been a staying guest at the at the Grand, so the, I really don't like people from other resorts, how crowded it gets sometimes with just people going to check it out and look around, which has always exactly been who I have been, but <laughs> I wish that there had been less of me there. <laughs> so that I could, ha so that I, as a looky loo, could have had more elbow room to coin Tim's term. No, C Chris, Christmas, you are dead on on that one, man. You yeah, really are. it's Very just like so. it's it's really shoulder to shoulder everywhere, <laughs> and you know, one of my favorite things about some of, many of the other resorts is that you can find like a spot to kind of sit and, and it and sort of uh, you know lose yourself in the in the location but it's really hard there sometimes especially in the public areas just because there's just so many people who want to get a look take pictures you know buy buy souvenirs and all that stuff how dare they <laughs> when um dan just said lose yourself did anybody else sing eminem in their head yeah M &M. yeah okay. <laughs> just curious I, yeah. that's a requirement isn't it <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, how about you? What's the worst thing about the Grand? 
Well, the paradox is uh, I, I love the uh, high-class live chamber music, uh, but the worst, I think, is the actual <laughs> pretentious high society yep. feel of, of the entire place, I guess. Um, that it, We haven't, once again, uh, we haven't stayed there as well, and that's probably part of it. Um, <laughs> I have friends who've actually owned DVC there. They, they love it and eat it up, but I think there's just as many of the flip side that feel awkward and uncomfortable there. So I, I guess that's kind of where I'm going with that one. Yeah. And like I said before, I think that's one of the popular and common beliefs that a lot of people have. And, um, you know, again, I haven't stayed there either, but you know, I, I, I get that feeling. And that's why I like, I like the music. I think the music is a really good part, but there are definitely other parts where they, you know, you get that feeling. So no doubt about that. Dave, worst part, the smell, it smells like a high end. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Let's just <laughs> let's just say that I appreciate what they're trying to do with the with the floral smell and everything. They're trying to make it elegant, you know, Victorian stuff like that. The problem with it is, it when I walk in there, it makes me itch, and that's I feel like Dave, my that's not the, the no sorry never. no I, I feel <laughs> and I also feel like my chest is closing up. It's just sometimes it's just too overpowering. It's a beautiful lobby. It's a beautiful resort. It's my it's. I've, I did get to stay there and before I didn't before I st stayed there for one night I was not I was like okay what's really what's the hype about this place but that one night has totally made me a Grand Floridian snob not that I'll probably ever stay there again but with that said I feel like I can't breathe when I'm in there hmm. I'm very sensitive with and allergies it just, it just sets me off and speaking of not being able to breathe my worst thing about it is it's the last stop on the monorail loop going to the magic kingdom this is your flagship resort this yeah. is this is your you're spending the most money and then when you try to get on the the monorail from the grand floridian you there it's so jammed like if you happen to get in there you couldn't breathe at all because there's so many people on the monorail especially if you're going during a busy time uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, Doug. but there's a flip side to that one. What? It's the first stop when you get on it in the morning to the Magic Kingdom. <clears throat> huh? Yeah, it goes Grand. It goes Grand Floridian, Magic Kingdom. Okay, but where? What about the Poly and the Contemporary? It goes Poly, Magic Kingdom. Poly. Grand Floridian, Magic Kingdom, con Contemporary, TTC, back to Polly. Okay, I, 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 I'm going to just say, okay, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> In the morning when you're taking it to the park. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But it starts... It's never, it's never the first stop. It's never like the, you go, it's, you don't get on to an empty one. Then they empty you off at the magic kingdom. Then they go to the contemporary. Then the you, you are saying, you're, you're saying the same things. You, Dave is saying, saying that it's the least amount of weight to get to the park. Oh, and, when you get there, it's the first stop after you get on. Yeah. Right. But you're, yes. Yeah. But get you're crammed you. on it, but it's so. crowded. But, and that's the thing. And most of the time, and that's my point is that you can't even get on a lot of times in the morning, so you have to wait for another one and wait for another one. If it's your flagship, and I know the bridge going across, once it's done, it's going to be easier to get to. And our buddy Doug Davis at WW Main Street Podcast, he complains about this all the time oh. on the show. Uh, this guy, Doug Davis, uh, WDW Main Street Podcast. 
Um, you might have heard of them. I don't. I don't know. You. You. You might not have. Dave. You guys don't like each other very much. But I'm just kidding. I know you love each other. Um, but the bridge will help with that. But I don't think if it's your flagship, if you're spending that much money, you should be able to get on the monorail without too much of a hassle. But that's just me. Sorry. I might be sounding pretentious in my own ways right now. So I'm going to move on now and let's go over to the contemporary. Tim, what is the best thing in your mind about the contemporary resort? Uh, well, <laughs> say, it, I honestly think it, it's, it still has to be the wow factor. Uh, as as a kid, I remember my first trip uh, to Disney and watching, like, oh, oh my God, is the holy holy the monorails going through the hotel, and I, I, I was completely obsessed with riding the monorail. I had to ride the monorail because I had to go through the hotel. I, it it blew my mind. It just I, I had to do this, and then when you looked down, it's. Oh, how how does this happen? How how are we in the hotel? And you look down, you saw the restaurants, and it just to me, I I think it's uh, it's it's almost that I I feel like it's um like a rite of passage almost that it's something you have to see when you come to Disney. Uh, I mean, there there are three things until the, the until the later parks were built in the eighties and the nineties that identified Walt Disney World, and that is Cinderella's Castle, Spaceship Earth, and the Contemporary Resort. People knew all three of those icons. Uh, I would almost have to consider the Contemporary seeing the monorail passing through that A-frame as almost uh, like a resort, uh, like a park slash resort icon. Um, it's, It's something that everyone knows. I mean, when even people who don't know Disney are talking about it. Well, the Contemporary Resort, what do you mean? Well, you know the one that, where the hotel, you know, where the, the monorail goes right through the hotel. Oh, that one, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's just everybody knows it. it it's, it's got that wow factor. It's, it's a, I, I think it's just, uh, it's, it's almost, uh, it almost has, like I said, iconic or legendary status. So I think that's honestly the best thing about it. I know that's maybe kind of an intangible thing, but that's the one thing that always stands out to me. I, I never I, I have not heard it put the way you just put it uh, necessarily in, in, in that kind of order. But the idea of Cinderella's Cap- Castle, Spaceship Earth, Contemporary, I, I, I could see that. Like I, I like in the back of my head, that's kind of always been like that. But I've never really just kind of formulated the thought process with it. That was well put, Tim. Yeah, I like it. Thank you. You're very welcome. Dan, what's the best thing about the Contemporary? Uh, my apologies to Tim, but I like that you don't have to participate in any transportation to get to the Magic Kingdom. You can just walk. Yeah. <laughs> no, point. no, no. You're right. I mean, for crying out loud, I mean, you, you know, you, uh, you know, you trip, you know, you stumble over a rock in the wrong direction and you're already there at the gate. I agree. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, I just love it. <laughs> love that. And I, I think I think that's one of the best things, um, especially for families, you know, with small kids, because you're going to spend so much time at the Magic Kingdom. And if you have small kids going back and forth, quick walk, I, or even if, you know, if you're Dave um, after, you know, you, you tied one on with your Lapu Lapu from last week and you just finished the fireworks and you brought a little bit in your water bottle. If you want to know what I'm talking about, listen to last week's show. 
Um, he could just walk right back to the contemporary and be all set. So I'd be perfect. Um, Jeff, best thing about the contemporary? Yeah, it's hard to avoid just the idea of the monorail uh, passing through. So just the whole idea that monorail was the, the entire design of a contemporary was to have the monorail be uh, track go right through it is just phenomenal to me. It's got panache. And then also picturing Bob Gurr when he told us how he tested it uh, going 60 miles an hour through that baby. I just always try to picture what that would have been like. <laughs> Pretty wild, man. <laughs> epic. That had to be epic and yet nerve-wracking all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clean pair of shorts on hand just in case. I agree. Right. <laughs> exactly. Dave, what's your best thing about the contemporary? The outer rim bar. I think that, I, Dave, you got to convince me on that because I've, I've only been there once, like, you know, so, but I hear I, a lot of people say that. Okay, so I'm only saying this um, as far as, as far as your drinks there, you're going to get the same. Uh, menu that you're going to get all over Disney Resort. The same the same Disney cocktails and all that and overpriced and everything. But my reason for picking this, uh, one is uh, Dan took my answer, but two, um, <laughs> basically <laughs> there's this really nice window inside the outer rim and you can there has some tables out right next to it and it's it's a huge floor to ceiling window and it overlooks bay lake and yeah. it's just such a beautiful serene landscape out there and you can just kind of sit down watch the boats kind of look you know you see discovery island you, you can see some you can see some wildlife at times you could it, it's just it's just peaceful it's just calming i guess when a Walt Disney World vacation for a lot is a lot of hustle and bustle. Run here, run there, make your fast pass to this place. This is actually a small little retreat from a really busy vacation time by just kind of just sitting down and watching the world go by. You know, you're just enjoying your drink. Look again, communing with nature. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm big on that now. So. I'm going to say that for that reason, I'm going to the Outer Rim as my favorite part of it if I can't talk about how close it is to walk. You got me convinced. But I and I, I think that's one of the best things also, too, about the contemporary, the idea, the proximity. But what you're saying is like the, the same idea with um, the views from the fireworks, whether you're at Bay Lake Tower or whether you're at the California Grill or, you know, whatever. I, I, think, I think that's... And with the one time I stayed there... Um, overlooking Bay Lake from my, my balcony over at Bay Lake Tower. Yes, 100% with you. Great call. My best thing is the Wave Breakfast Buffet. $23, $25. I think it's the best, biggest hidden gem ever. They have key lime um, hollandaise sauce for eggs benedict. Holy cow, it will change your life. Um, with yogurt parfaits that are ridiculously good and these like sweet potato pink, uh, for, well, ridiculously good. All right, I can't. I'm, I'm hungry as it is, so I'm just going to move on to the worst thing about the Contemporary Resort. Tim. The worst thing about the Contemporary Resort, even with the uh, everything I had described before, it feels like you are in a 70s airport. Mm. It is so dated. I understand that's the point of it, but it is just so dated. You... You feel like any minute, especially when you're going up and down the escalators, you feel any minute you're going to be passed by 
like a, a bunch of TWA stewardesses in <laughs> like the the moniker outfits and like four pilots smoking in the open. You know, it just you uh, walking through there, you feel like you're right in the middle of you know like a Catch Me If You Can or a Mad Men episode. Uh, it's it just uh, it. I thought it was really like, it was it's something that you look at and walk in and say, "Wow, I like, six year old me really would have thought this was cool." Yeah, forty two forty two year old me, nah. yeah, yeah. I'm glad they have good restaurants and bars, you know. <laughs> I'm going to piggyback off of that. I, I noticed as I was going along with a lot of the things, especially when I get to the worst sides of these um, these resorts, um, I kind of went to DVC angle. And I, I that's kind of where I went with, the, with Bay Lake Tower. Uh, but it bleeds into contemporary because obviously they're right next to each other and they, they have to have like, you know, somewhat of the same kind of theming, which really is not yeah, a lot. the same resort. So, <laughs> no, no, actually, the Contemporary and Bay Lake Tower are two separate resorts. And actually, if you were going from the airport MCO and you were on Magical Express, there's actually two different stops. Oh, my God. Why? Because they're two resorts. It's but they're the, the same, same building. Bay Lake Tower and the Contemporary are not. There's a bridge. Yeah, it connects the two of them, so it makes it one structure. Oh, my God. Shut up. Is your just goal tonight just to just to bust my chops and I was gonna say a bad word there, you jerk. Anyway, um, but so I understand <laughs> that they have to they have to have like similar theming, but that that's the point. I don't think there's a lot to it. There's not. It's it's sterile. It's old. Even though the word is contemporary, go figure. Dan, what's the worst thing about um, your or contemporary? I think you might as well put me in the same same boat. Same answer. I. Tim brought up going up and down the escalators and you go to that sort of middle level, which is just sort of like, it looks like a, a Marriott ballroom. It doesn't. Yes. It doesn't. Yes. It's like, it's just, it doesn't have any sort of Disney flair or anything. And it's just as cool as it is, like architecturally, the theming is just not there. hundred percent agree. Jeff, how about you? Uh, I'm all about the paradox this evening, I guess. Um, as awesome as the monorail is running through it, uh, I think the worst thing about contemporary is the noise. Uh, mm-hmm. Having the open-air uh, vaulted ceiling and all the open-air restaurants, uh, it gets really noisy in there, and I, I just don't I don't really enjoy that, I guess, that atmosphere too much. I see that point entirely, especially, like, if you're trying to eat down there with... Um, chef mickey's and you know in a contempo cafe and all that it is it's it is it's quite loud for sure hey pain in the rear end it's your turn what's the worst thing about the contemporary <laughs> he's not going to answer now because he's like i'm not a pain in the butt i don't know what you're talking about oh you're talking to me hey dave what's the worst thing about the contemporary i was gonna say i was waiting for you to call me by my christian name <laughs> 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 okay so hands down chef mickey's oh my God, I can't. And, oh, it's, it is really bad. I mean, I've never eaten there, but there's a reason for that because it's the same menu that you can get anywhere else, overpriced and not for nothing. If I'm meeting Mickey Mouse, I want Mickey Mouse in his uh, traditional Mickey garb. I don't want to see him in a chef's hat at that point. There are some people that can't afford to go to the parks at times, and if they, that's the only chance they're going to encounter Mickey. Let me meet Mickey as Mickey. I think the I, I don't again. If if you want a character breakfast meal dinner or whatever, there are 
a ton of better choices, that's for sure. Um, I do think there's some cachet to the idea of it being, you know, your family. It's one of your first times there. You got to go to Chef Mickey's and all that kind of stuff. But yes, I agree 100%. If you want to, if you want character meals, I can give you five to ten that are better. All right. So I already talked about mine. We're going to head over to the Wilderness Lodge right now. We're going to get on the boat right off of the Contemporary. Take a little boat ride over to the Wilderness Lodge. Tim, what's the best thing about the Wilderness Lodge? The Wilderness Lodge, the theming. It is the to me. It's the anti. Uh, <clears throat> it's the anti-contemporary. It is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, as as a kid, I was always obsessed with uh, like the old, uh, like the huge old, the huge old wilderness lodges in the Pacific Northwest. I, I always wanted to go to one. And as a kid, luckily enough, we had a family reunion in Yosemite National Park. And got to go to one of these huge lodges, these uh, these national park lodges, and it was just spectacular. And seeing the Wilderness Lodge the way it is, it just it it really brings me back to something like that. It really, it's the theming is just absolutely spot on, on point. You walk in, it's just this huge, beautiful cavernous space, and uh, I mean for crying out loud they work humphrey the bear into their theming how can you not love this resort <laughs> right. the most underrated character of the disney cartoon universe humphrey the bear and, and they're working you're in. killing me well, why yeah. did, did you were you gonna say something about humphrey well i, I just totally agreeing with you on just the, the look of it the, how cavernous it is everything that tim was saying is i w- what i would have said at the top and then i'm like okay well He's already said it. I'm like, okay, so what can I do when I get around to it? I'm like, okay, I can just mention that, well, Humphrey <laughs> Bear is the, uh, is, I had, is, I, the he's the uh, mascot over there. I'm like, I, yeah. I'm like okay, I'm, I'm like, I got I'm a winner sorry, here. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. And he's like, totally, hey, I, like, he I had him too. twice. Yeah, I had him too. I, you know, Tim, you're 100% right. And, you know, some really, really awesome guy who's also one of the biggest pains in the rear end of my life got me this awesome Humphrey the Bear mug. And yes. it's it's, it's oh. one of my favorite things. I love that thing, man. Yeah. Up a Joffrey's I got coffee. Tim one too. Yes, know, that's what I mean. I love it, dude. I love it, man. Yep. So uh, <laughs> I just you know I love it, Humphrey. Yeah, Humphrey the Bear. Yes. For those of you that aren't old enough, you know, go to um, Disney Plus. You can find some Humphrey the Bear. Um, oh yes. Cartoons or YouTube as well. Hysterical, fantastic. All right. So Dan, what's your favorite or the best thing about the Wilderness Lodge in your opinion? It's a lot. I mean, it, uh, Tim and I are sort of uh, twins uh, a lot, I think, in this podcast. But um, I'll, I'll go a little bit more specific, and I, I just love that it's almost the opposite of the contemporary. In that the contemporary is like you never forget that you're at Disney. You're you're just you see the castle. It, there's a monorail that goes through the building. The Wilderness Lodge could feasibly be in Glacier Park. You know it. You just feel like you're in a completely different place. Um, it's it's secluded. It's off the the monorail line, which some people would say is a bad thing. But I just think it's you go down this long road and and you just feel like you're in a, a different place altogether. And I, I love that about the place. And I'm gonna I'll piggyback off of that because that kind of goes where I was going. I did have Humphrey, but also to kind of go what you're saying, Dan, is that I think it's the 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 location of it. It's it's close enough to the magic kingdom where it's just it's an awesome boat ride away 
but it's also far enough and just tucked back into the woods where it's like, you don't even know you're there. Like you're right. like D Disney. What are you talking about? No, I'm not. I'm in the Pacific Northwest. I'm far away from everything. But it, so I think they did a perfect job um, of placement theming and all that. So absolutely. Jeff, what's your favorite there? What's the best thing in your opinion about the Wilderness Lodge? I thought I'd go with Storybook Dining. It's the newest uh, character uh, meet and greet dining. Uh, I know they sacrificed Art Artist Point, uh, which is a signature dining uh, location, but we've done it twice, and man, we just love it so much. The food is is upscale. Uh, it's family styles, and they it's a it's a course. Uh, I think it's a four course meal. Um, it, it's just knock it, it'll knock your socks off. It's so good, and we just we can't get enough of it. Plus, the Evil Queen is, is one of my favorite uh, uh, characters, villains, and, and you get to meet her at the end. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's just awesome. Uh, it's kind of the antithesis of the Chef Mickey's experience you were talking about earlier. <laughs> so all in all, just, obviously, the Wilderness Lodge is just better than the Contemporary. That's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> All right, Tim, we're going to head back to you now because um, I think oh, yeah, I didn't get to go. Okay. Well, Dave, see, this is what happens when we do pre-production. We said, and you were the one who actually said this, if you <laughs> chime in, we're going to then go on. No, so. I have one. I changed it because of that. Uh, so. Dave, go, go ahead, Dave. What is the best thing about the Wilderness Lodge, in your opinion? The skillet at Whispering Canyon because Jeff <laughs> took my other answer. So... <laughs> I'm going with the. Skillet. I thought he was going to say I took your whispering, skillet because I did do that once. Whisper. I'm going to go Whispering Canyon Cafe all together because you know what, uh, the waiters get to yell at you, and you know they they live they live every cast member's dream. They and get you're, to give you an attitude and get paid for it. And <laughs> you're and you're a little teapot, so it'd be perfect. Tim, worst thing about the Wilderness Lodge. <clears throat> The now now I have to kind of borrow from the the um, the contemporary the noise factor. Uh, I'll never forget my wife and I decided to schedule a romantic dinner one night uh, over at uh, Artist Point. Walked in, you know, went full nines. I actually dressed like a people. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, I, I made an effort. Damn it, uh, and. We sat down and just trying to talk. I it just uh, I've the first twenty minutes of Saving Private Ryan on IMAX was quieter than that damn restaurant. Wow. <laughs> um, it just the ceilings are too high. Oh, so much. I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I uh, to borrow uh, to borrow Dan's phrase of uh, um, it's it's like it's like a Marriott ballroom. You know, you, you you feel like you're there, like set up for like a modified wedding or something, a wedding reception. Yeah. Uh, the food is fantastic. The service was wonderful, but I mean, intimacy, yeah, <laughs> that ain't it, cause uh, ain't happening. It's uh to me. Yeah. I mean, I think it det it detracts from an an amazing, great, diverse menu, uh, fantastic food, and again, great service. And especially now with Whispering Canyon over in the background. So not only do you have, you know, Artist Point, which is now, you know, the, the character dining, but then you have, you know, the cavernous ceilings and then you have Whispering Canyon yelling. Yeah, absolutely. can definitely see that. Dan, what's the worst thing? 
Well, I don't know that I have an actual worst thing because I, I love it. It's it's just a, such a spectacular place. But I will say that one of the times that I stayed, I paid I, I paid the up fee for the you know the view, and I ended up on a corner room with like the roof was my view, the roof oh, of a geez. different of one of the buildings, and I that made me cranky. Yeah, I would yeah. <laughs> definitely be cranky. Yeah, yeah. that's legit. <laughs> I could sort of, if I if I kind of craned my neck, I could sort of see, you know, the lake. Uh, sort that's, of. That's horrendous. Yeah, You're supposed I would... to take a handheld mirror and hold it out, hold it out the window. <laughs> well, they didn't. I mean, they didn't give me those instructions, so I didn't figure that out till the last day. Ah. <laughs> all right, Jeff. What's the worst thing about the Wilderness Lodge? Uh, we all can agree that we love uh, the concept of Geyser Point. That's their exterior. Uh, quick service slash bar location. It's a cool concept, cool idea, except for the fact that it's on the freaking, you know, Wilderness Lake, um, uh, Seven Seas Lagoon. Uh, no, not Seven Seas Lagoon, um, Bay Lake. And it's cool in the morning. It really works out great. But when the evening, when you come in there and you try to relax, man, we get attacked by the bugs. So I yep. guess I'm just kind of give it a negative on the whole bugs thing. I don't know if they thought that through too well, but... It's just, my, we'll, we'll just never go back, probably because of that problem. 100% agree, absolutely. Uh, it's great breakfast, lunch, nighttime, it's a it's a nightmare. <laughs> Watching the electrical water pageant go by, if you don't have bug spray, yeah, it's, not, it's not a fun experience, that's for sure. Dave, hi Dave. You're hi. Like my, you're, you're like my favorite thing. You're the best, not the worst, that's I for know. sure. So what's the worst thing about the World Venice Lodge, in your opinion? The sight lines. You can't see the Magic Kingdom fireworks. Huh. Yeah. You can, but it's very difficult. Yeah, it's not... It's not. They're it's not, not going to pipe the music effect. over and everything. It's, yeah, it's one of those where you, you really can't enjoy it, like go out on the beach and enjoy yeah. enjoy the show. Yeah, True. because they what they do, because right by Geyser Point, you're actually right over to the right-hand side and right in front. They will pipe the music in, but then... You literally have to look to your left and, and, and around the corner. Yeah, it's definitely, it's not a great position for it. That's for certain. Um, my thing is, uh, again, going back towards DVC, you have Copper Creek. That's one of the, you know, the newest um, DVC resorts, brand new, fancy schmancy, all beautiful. Um, and then you got Boulder Ridge that is in such a need of a refurbishment. It's crazy. So like you have the, 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 the complete opposites of each other. And I think the, you know, I love Boulder Ridge. Um, stayed there multiple times, and I think it's 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 great. But at the same point in time, when they refurbed or when they redid everything for Copper Creek, I think Boulder Ridge it's it's too much on the ends of the spectrum right now. And I think you really got to boost up um, Boulder Ridge to kind of be in the same category as Copper Creek, and then this becomes almost a perfect resort, both DVC wise and just the regular resort wise. All right, so let's keep on moving. We're going right over. Uh, Nice. I like the music. I don't know why that why that alarm went off. That's that's awesome. Um, let's let's get on the boat again and head over to Fort Wilderness now. And what is your best thing, in your opinion, Tim, about Fort Wilderness? <clears throat> uh, I think it's uh, it. I I like it for it's 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 a great place for hidden gems. You you know you get to you know you've you get to go in and experience a little bit of uh, Disney nostalgia by walking into Crockett's Tavern, 
you know, I mean, there's, uh, heck, I, does that series was in 1955. Uh, how, how much, how much of the Disney going population even remembers who Fess Parker right. and, you know, Buddy Ebsen are, I mean, who remembers, you know, Georgie Russell and Davey. I love, you know, love being able to go in there just for the, the little bit of nostalgia and then also hey, love. Tim, Buddy Ibsen did not kill himself. <clears throat> no, sorry, no, he did not. Somebody else. He... Never mind. It's Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he almost he almost did when he uh, when he covered himself with uh, the silver makeup for the Tin the Man. Silver makeup, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I just that, and also it's. Uh, I think uh, the Trails Inn restaurant is still one of those greatest values uh, on resort grounds. Uh, if you know, if if you can find a way back to it, if you can find your way <laughs> to yeah. it, uh, it's it's definitely kind of a, a maze of buses and trails and everything else to get back there. But completely worth it. Great value, fantastic food. Uh, I know it's a big, uh, it's a favorite spot for a lot of uh, the run Disney folks after marathons. It's a great place to uh, kind of refuel, reload, uh, and I mean just just a great overall experience to just be able to. Just enjoy, enjoy a spot that not many people really uh, visit or know about. Absolutely, hitting gems—a great way to put it. And tip of the week here: um, if you're going to, um, uh, why am I blanking on the restaurant you just said? Um, Trails End. Thank you. Yeah, if you're going over to Trails End, take the boat. Take the boat either from um, Magic Kingdom or from the Contemporary. It drops you off right there, so you don't have to do the maze uh, of buses. Done that before. Not fun at all. Um, all right, Dan, what's your favorite thing or the best thing I should say about Fort Wilderness? Well, I, I can't believe it hasn't, wasn't the first thing that got brought up, but it is really the best place to armor yourself against an oncoming horde. You've got the big walls and the, the cannons. Um, <laughs> I, I have never been to Fort Wilderness, so um, I just assume that it's the best place to sort of hunker down <laughs> for a battle of some kind. Absolutely. Or, Absolutely. Cannons. I mean, granted, in great defensive positions. It's a lot like the Ardennes. I mean... <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm going with. I'm, it, You know, if, if you're going to be attacked, you want to be at a fort, I would... Absolutely. <laughs> 100% agree with that. I'm yeah. wondering, do they even have a fort there, like 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 on a playground? <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out. They should. I feel like I feel like they need one. Do they? Does one exist? <laughs> I don't know. I, I could not tell you. I've never been. I mean, I I feel like they I feel like they need like a replica of the one on Tom Sawyer Island in there, and they don't, and it doesn't exist, and that's just that's bothersome. Wow. Yeah, they should have that. Wow. They should. Maybe they. And now here's the thing. I'm not. I've I've been to Fort Wilderness a few times, so it's not like I'm the expert at all. I'm nowhere near knowing anything about the thing. So the history behind it, I'm sure there had to be some sort of fort, something along those lines at some point in time. It would, you know, kind of make sense. So hey, if anybody knows the answer to that, hit us up on Twitter um, or Instagram or our Facebook page um, and get us that answer. That'd be awesome. Jeff, what's the best thing about Fort Wilderness in your opinion? Uh, I'm gonna go with the holistic. Uh, approach again uh, I just think it's it's one of the serenity now places of Disney World there's very few of those uh, especially when you're on vacation uh, maybe it's the the like I said the paradox of you're you're everywhere getting bombarded with people and noise and and uh, you know 
and then you step off the boat there and it's just this big sigh of relief like oh man this is amazing and just you can just kind of unwind there so dan i highly recommend it even if you're just wanting to go uh, unwind or just take a chill pill and uh, go check out the horses and whatever uh, i think didn't me and you dave do it once i don't it's, i can't remember but um possibly it, yeah anyway it's it, trails end is obviously awesome but and then hoopty do is great but just the whole holistic idea of just just unwinding i love it love that answer dave what's your favorite what's the best thing about Fort wilderness i want to say hoopty do but i'm not going to do that because as awesome as it is there's something more magical and that's renting a uh, golf cart at christmas time and just wa- and just driving around the the uh, camping loops and just seeing some of these amazing christmas displays that the uh, guests actually put up and uh, they'll stay there they'll stay there for the entire christmas season and they painstakingly decorate and they have these parades and they they you know they give candy some of them some of them they have like they'll have a rack with 3d glasses that you put on and it like all the lights twinkle and everything the the work that goes into now these are your common walmart uh, home depot type inflatables and a whole bunch of other type of you know standard neighborhood christmas decoration fair but the work that they go into putting in the creating these displays with their rvs is absolutely amazing it's one of those things that if you are around during the Christmas season, you know, maybe for a, a a day off during the parks and everything, you might want to consider doing this because you will be impressed. I cannot speak from experience, but I've seen it uh, video wise, you know, um, on YouTube. And I agree. And everybody that's ever said anything, I think uh, it's something that it should be on everybody's, you know, living list for sure uh, to go over there. Now for me, um, Going back to when I was a little kid, first time ever um, at Disney World, staying at the Disney Inn, we went over to uh, Fort Wilderness for breakfast, and this is where um, Nature Valley granola bars, the green ones, the honey ones, uh, for whatever for whatever reason, it, it, to this day, I could see a box of them, I could have them in my house. It instantaneously brings me back to ten year old Pat, and that's like you know, it's a nostalgia thing for me. It is the coolest thing. It's the probably the dumbest thing too, but. Um, I, I think there it's, was just, that was my first trip and it started my love for Disney. So nature Valley granola bars always makes me think of Fort wilderness and will always make me think of Disney. So I know that was heartwarming and everybody's like, Oh, but now we got to get to the worst thing about Fort wilderness. Tim, what is the worst thing about Fort wilderness? All right. I'm just going to go ahead and probably pick the low hanging fruit, but it's obvious it's camping. when i go to the walt disney world resort home of world-class hotels restaurants fantastic service beautifully themed hotels i'm gonna stay in one i live in the midwest i can throw a rock and hit a forest or a lake or a campground where i can sleep on the dirt and have bugs eat me and have things crawl into my tent and everything else of that matter. I have plenty of that around me. 
I'm not going to travel the 1,300 miles down there to decide, hey, you know what? I just got somewhere where, oh my God, check out that Polynesian place. Oh man, look at the, oh, the Grand Floridian. Oh man, those, oh, look, the monorail's going, hey, let's sleep on the ground. <laughs> no, that's, that's the type of, that's the type of day, that's the type of thing where you go, oh, okay, so you're going to be every other weekend dad now. Okay, that sounds good. Um, <laughs> sorry, maybe that's a low hit joke. My apologies. But, <laughs> but I just, to me, I'm sorry. With me, I, just me, when I, when I think of uh, going to Disney World, my idea is not to camp. That's, that's just not my thing when I'm there. It's already, and especially when it's humid, hot, everything else, when you leave those parks and you want to get refreshed, I feel like you're never going to get refreshed. You can sit there and continuously take a shower. I feel like you're always going to be hot and sticky for the remainder of the vacation. Nah, I, I, again, I live in the Midwest, hot and humid. It's a real thing here, too. It's a very real thing. Um, I don't feel like spending my entire vacation that way. Um, I definitely cannot. Um, I can't say it any better than that, so well played. Uh, Dan, what's, uh, Dan um, I know you haven't been there. Do you have a, you have a worst? Well, yeah, I, I understand from my uh, extensive research that there is um, a, a raccoon infestation that uh, <laughs> you just like really like you can't, uh, you know, you can't swing your purse around without hitting her. And, and they're just mean, you know, they're cute. They're cute. <laughs> They've got little little pawpaws, but like they're mean, you know. So, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's true. I haven't I haven't fact checked it, but I, no, I no, it no. On, the trash the pandas here are vicious. I can tell you that. <laughs> trash pandas, love it. Jeff, what's the worst thing about Fort Wilderness? Uh, trying to get there. Uh, if you're staying in another Disney resort, um, other than the Wilderness Lodge, of course, <laughs> uh, trying to get there is is rough. Um, you almost got to plan for at least uh, an hour because you have to transport to um, some place to transport to some place. I mean, it's just, it's always a two-stop process. Um, so that that's what I'm putting down as kind of the worst. It's just hard to get there unless, you know, unless you're, you know, you can't drive there. They don't let you do that. So, right. No, nope. I mean, you can, you can drive to the front and then get on another bus, but whatever. Yeah. I've done the, you know, you do the internal bus system at Saratoga. You do the internal bus system over at Old Key West, you know, and I don't think I, for whatever reason, and I could be wrong. It just seems like Fort Wilderness is just so much either bigger or at, well, like longer. It takes more switches or whatever. Yeah. I agree with you hundred percent. Dave, your worst thing about Fort Well, Wilderness. I was going to say the internal bus system, but Jeff cheated and added two. So <laughs> what I am going to say is the price of the cabins are deceptional. Because, the ca which, by the way, um, if you do have a chance to go into a cabin, those cabins are luxury cabins, and they are really, they are really nice in, in there. I, th I think, Tim, I think you would actually enjoy a cabin over there. Uh, with that said... They are uh, billed as a moderate resort for the for their um, campgrounds. Yeah, no, you're not paying moderate prices on there. You're paying at least three fifty a night for them. Yeah. When I think moderate, I think like one seventy five a night. Right. Yeah, I, 
yeah, I, you know, it's moderate plus. Same idea with you know um, art of animation. You know, you know where they say it's value plus and things of that nature. But yeah, I think I think people definitely if you if you're not a a seasoned vet and you just look at moderate, you think yeah. That's plus, exactly what you're saying, Dave. Plus, they're so far out of the way because and, and then on top of that, yeah, you have to have a car, otherwise you have to go hike hike to the bus loop if you if you don't have a golf cart, which you got it. It's another sixty dollars to rent for the day, so it just it's deceptional. Um, speaking of deceptions, rumor has it, and this is going to be my worst thing, um, rumor has it that Reflections, the new DVC resort that was planned, and as I underlined was um, planned for Fort Wilderness, is no longer being planned. And Yay! Uh, if you... Um, if you go to Bio Reconstruct over on Twitter, there's some aerial shots. The guy gets the most incredible aerial shots ever. Like you can see, there's no construction comp, uh, equipment there anymore. They planted some grass seed over some things. So, so it kind of looks like you can't find any um, uh, planning or, or permits at permits anymore for it, anything along those lines. So if it's gone, you know that was the only way I was ever going to stay at Fort Wilderness because I'm, I'm with you, Tim. It's camping. No, thank you. Um, so, you know, if, if reflections isn't going to be built, nah, I will not be staying there anytime soon. So. Yeah. So he, he, I agree with that. And I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to mention, um, they were going to re we, I know we, none of us ever mentioned it, but tricycle D ranch is really the shining star of this whole place. Uh, yeah, I yeah. give you that. Yeah. But, and that's where the, you know, all, all the horses are, are kept and, and it's just an amazing place but long story short they were going to transplant that and move it uh quite a bit of ways away um it was going to be kind of a painful transition i think um it kind of moved removes the whole concept of it being the shining star of that whole area um but also uh the the running trails uh, they've killed off the running trails for this crazy new resort now i'm hoping will they bring back those running trails because those were the best you know trails on the on property so anyway they were yeah. scary <laughs> well if you're I by yourself a maybe miler in the middle of the night because i wanted to get it done before the key to the sun oh yeah and i was like afraid like a gator was like gonna come out and just like snatch me up or something yeah well, definitely if i was by myself in the night that that's you're literally in the woods and just it is creepy for sure yeah 4 a.m <laughs> just in now all the trash pandas are going to jump out and abduct you. <laughs> okay. You know, I just don't see like camping and running. Yeah, those are two of my favorite things. <laughs> eh, eh, yeah. Yeah, ah, uh, yeah oh, boy. boy. You're making this look, just look attractive as all get out, exactly. boy. Exactly. Right, you got so any look, math homework while we're at it here? This is fun. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. So, all right. So, speaking of attractive, let's go to a very nice, attractive, the best of the best. The Polynesian, the original, the best um, resort on property, again, according to our Top 11 episode. So, Tim, we're going to start with you. The best thing about the Poly? The ambiance. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I know I've been going with a lot of intangibles, but <clears throat> to me, a lot of these things are what really makes or breaks a hotel. Uh, I, I have to like it. I, 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 have to, when, I have to get a certain vibe for it. Uh, and when and another one where like we were uh, like I was talking about the uh, you know the iconic status of the Polynesian I mean of uh, the contemporary the Polynesian I think has that 
because that was another one where, I mean, of course, I'd always heard of the contemporary, but then all of a sudden you look to the left and, and it's, whoa, what is that? And, you know, we've, as, as a kid, I, you know, begged, you know, begged and pleaded with my folks, hey, can we stay there? Can we stay there? Uh, and, of course, the uh, I'm not made of money man, who my father was, uh, <clears throat> we... Uh, <laughs> We, we did not, because uh, my mother uh, had a coupon for somewhere, of course. Uh, but I was lucky enough as a kid to go over there and visit it quite a bit. And just just being able to go in there and just the the lobby, the waterfall, the feel, the you know the just the friendliness of you know of the staff, this just the smells and I, and then, you know, as, as an adult staying there, it's, you feel so, you, you feel this immediate comfort walking in there. You're, you're put at ease. You, you definitely feel at home. You don't feel, you know, I mean, I, I know the whole Disney welcome home thing, but I mean, you truly do feel at home. You, uh, you, you're, you're not feeling like you're staying somewhere. You feel like you're okay. It's I'm going to my room. I'm at my hotel. I'm going to go to my bar. You know, it's it has it has a very welcoming feel. Um, I the, I think there and the Animal Kingdom Lodge are two of the most warming feels, uh, warming like uh, just welcoming, just relaxing hotels uh, on property. So I mean, that just that's that's what I like about it. Yeah, hundred percent agree. And I'm just going to go now because I have the exact same thing you did, you know. And that's the thing. I think the the greatest thing to me is the smell. You walk in, the front door is open, and that 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 smell hits you, and you're like you you're transported to vacation, relaxation. I'm home. Mm. Let's just start start the day. You know, it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, I I agree with everything you just said, Dan. What's your favorite thing about Papali, or the best thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I can't disagree about the just the ambiance, the feel. I alluded to earlier how, you know, you go to some of these, you go to the, like, the Floridian during Christmas time, and there you can't sit anywhere, you can't have a quiet moment to yourself. And the poly just feels like the opposite of that. There are these little, you know, nooks in the lobby. There's these chairs that overlook the lake, and no matter what, it always just feels like you're not in the way of other people. You just even though there's other people in there always, you just always feel like it's kind of your place. Um, and you talk about the smell. I, the smell like really is so familiar. And then um, I just recently bought a candle from a company. I'm not going to plug because they're not a sponsor. But um, they, they have these candles that smell like the scent of the Polynesian or, or other places in it. And it's really, I'm burning it right now, in fact. And it, it's just a, it's a nice reminder of the place you, you want to be okay well you're gonna to have to when we get off of here you know you're gonna to have to tell me who that is because i bought a candle from a candle company that says it's the polynesian i don't think it smells anything like it but that's okay. just neither here nor there all right jeff <laughs> what is the best thing about the poly uh if i have to boil it down uh, it's atmosphere just like everybody else was saying but i I'm, I'm gonna get very specific and say i've never been to hawaii but the tiki torches uh, just give me that whole vibe, and I just I think it takes me to a different place. And the fact that they even have a tiki torch lighting ceremony, I just think is so <laughs> so, so cool. freaking cool. Yeah. Yep. Agreed, hundred percent. You know what? The best part I love, <laughs> I love watching the tiki torch ceremony being lit 
um, while you're in the pool. That's very cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was like I was like, oh, should I get out? Oh wait, no one's there in my <laughs> way. I can continue just to sit right here in the water and watch it. It was fantastic. Nice. Um, and you know, Dan, one thing to go back to you, which I thought was kind of funny, um, the idea of. If you look at the lobbies of the Grand Floridian and you look at the lobby of the Polynesian, I'm pretty sure the Grand's bigger, but you're 100% Definitely. right. Yeah, but you're 100% right. The amount of times I've been at, been stayed at the Poly or been at the Poly, you're right. Like you never seem to, it never seems to be that crowded. You always find that space. So dead on, spot on, great. Dave, what's the best thing about the Poly? I like the whole cultural thing to jump on what Jeff was saying. The whole, um, you know, you have the torch lighting ceremony. You have um, hula lessons. You know, uh, the whole luau, for instance. You know, it's all uh, it's all basically Polynesian cast members sharing their culture with you. And you know, it's kind of easy when you when you go there. Anybody can just walk into the lobby and get laid. <laughs> That would definitely be the best thing at the, any resort that you Yeah, you know, they give you the flat, you know, they, they What does that aloha. smell like? They, you say aloha, they give you the they give you the flowers, they put them around your neck. Yeah, exactly. And, you, know, you, and you get to keep them. Now they're not real flowers, they're silk flowers, but you know, candle idea just, just got yeah. laid smell. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. It's hey, just uh, it's it's just a fun it's just a fun place to be and you actually get to uh, partake in a little bit of the of the culture of a whole uh, a uniquely american but distinctly something else culture too mixed together yeah i agreed you know i i i like the way you just put that all right so i know there's not many uh, things wrong with the poly but i'm sure we could come up with some of our worst so tim what's the in your opinion what's the worst thing about the poly <clears throat> in a word drunks <laughs> the Polynesian is full of a lot of wonderful things. It also is full of, unfortunately, of people who cannot hold their liquor. Uh, you have over-sugared, over-boozed drinks uh, n at nearly every bar, you know, lounge, quick service, you know, walk up. You can find it, you know, it throw a rock, you can find booze in the poly. And it attracts the some of the just most basic lightweights you will ever meet in your life. Uh, I I love Trader Sam's. I love Trader Sam's, but I I feel I, I feel like the uh, like the quote from uh, Randall Graves and Clerks would apply to that of you know. The, to paraphrase, though, it, this job would be great if it wasn't for the customers. Well, Trader Sam's would be awesome if it wasn't for the patrons. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, like, look, I, I'm 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 known to tip back a few. I, some of you have been down there with me. You saw. <laughs> but the thing is, even when I started like having a little bit too much fun, I kicked back, reined it back in, sat down, and acted like an adult. This this doesn't happen there. Uh, more often than not, unfortunately, run across uh, way too many people who, you know, oh, we, uh, there must be some kind of challenge. Let's let's slam four pineapples and let's see what happens. Uh, well, I mean, diabetes and a DUI—that's what happens. Uh, 
<laughs> but I, I just I just think uh, I mean I'm not saying take the drinks away or anything else. It just it's it's an unfortunate thing you sometimes have to deal with there of because it's that island atmosphere because it's that party atmosphere you're gonna unfortunately you know incur that. Yeah, I could see that. I definitely like like I said before, it's been there plenty of times, and I can definitely see what you're saying. Uh, no doubt about it. Dan, worst thing. It's hard to pick a worse thing because I I just generally think it's just such a great place. But I will say that um, when you're staying in the DBC area, um, the noise from the ticket and transportation uh, center is pretty high, especially the, the ferries going back and forth because they're tooting their horns and all that stuff. And it's just right outside your window if you're on that side. And it, it can be a little overbearing. Yeah, hundred percent. It's also one of those those cool best things. Like you could just walk over to TTC and walk right back. You don't have to get, you know get out of monorail or anything like that. So that's pretty cool. But hundred percent agree. You know that you know the, when the first uh, ferries go across at seven o'clock in the morning for extra magic hours and you start that. That's a one way to wake up. That's for certain. Jeff, your worst thing about the poly. Uh, what you guys were saying about the Grand Floridian being uh, Grand Central Station. I kind of feel like. The poly feels that way for me every time I go there. Maybe it's because it sometimes it's raining and everybody congregates inside. I don't know, but uh, it's a '70s uh, designed resort that has a lot of tight hallways and tight pathways. Uh, yeah, they've opened up the lobby and everything, but uh, generally speaking, I always feel kind of cramped and claustrophobic there. I guess, uh, like like you said, everybody, all of us, we all <laughs> want to go visit uh, the poly so a lot of people are doing the same exact thing it's because it's the best resort on property dave what's <laughs> the worst thing well jumping on what jeff said about the 70s thing um some of the rooms over there are kind of getting a well this is maybe about maybe three or four years ago so and it was only one room that i stayed in but <laughs> i've been noticing it's the room was kind of run down, you know. The paint was kind of it needed a paint job. The paint was chipping a bit. It was uh, these really uh, loud, like oranges and tans that you know looked like something out of that stepped out of the '70s. That just kind of just need an update. But that's actually not my worst thing. I just wanted to cheat a bit and just kind of throw that in there just for fun and just play the loophole. But uh, <laughs> my worst thing about the poly is the lack of Christmas decorations during the holidays because, you know, the Grand Floridian does this amazing tree in the gingerbread house. You have this really nice gingerbread house over at um, a gingerbread display at the Contemporary. You have uh, the, maje the majesty of, the majesty of uh, Wilderness Lodge with its tree and just all of the trimmings, then you get to the Polynesian. Yeah, you have a couple small trees and everything, but what is it? It's just, uh, they don't even do their own gingerbread for the, for, for the guest. What they have is a bunch of cast members who make gingerbread houses and you can judge which one's the greatest and some of them kind of leave something to, something to uh, pretty much uh, be desired. It looks like, it looks like it was, it looks like if it was a bunch of us, just a bunch of Mickey dudes just sitting around, it just kind of looks like art, arts and crafts at the Mickey dudes group home. 
know, <laughs> I don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying at all, you know, and, um, you know, when we stayed there for Christmas week and I agree. And that, that was one of the things I thought of as well, but I will say this, the music that they pipe in, yes. the, the, <laughs> the Hawaiian Christmas music is phenomenal. Love it. All right. My worst thing I'm going to go last thing for, uh, for this is the DVC side again. Um, the bungalows, the bungalows where they've been placed, you know, I, they, if you don't know any better and you want, you know, a, a magic kingdom view and you're staying, um, at the, at the DVC side and you got a bottom floor, you're looking right at the bungalows. You need a second or third floor view to be able to get over them. But, and their prices are just so expensive for that. Now, when the wilderness lodge did their cabins, their cabins are spaced differently. You can still see the lake. Um, and they're there. I've been in both. They're just so much better. The, the cabins at, at, at Wilderness Lodge are, I, in my opinion, light years better than than the bungalows. So I think they kind of messed up on the bungalows. And, it's, and I think people that own at the Poly in years to come, because the prices are so inflated that I think really that it's going to hurt the, the Polynesian because they're going to have to offset these points. So they're going to have to start raising the studio prices because they're not getting enough love over at the bungalows because I think they just priced them way too high. But that's just me. So... Um, everything else about the Polynesian is perfect world. You know, when you can get a Dole Whip anytime you want, you know, that's pretty fantastic if you ask me. All right. So I, like we said at the beginning, this show was going to run long. So, um, those of you that, um, you know, are still with us and listening, thank you for listening to the whole thing, but also hit us up over on our social accounts and let us know uh, what your best and worst things are about the Magic Kingdom Resort. So speaking of social media and the interwebs, where can we find you, Tim? You can find me on the Twitter machine at plain underscore Tim, and you can find me on Facebook yelling about no hockey and baseball at Tim Schweska. <laughs> Dan. You can find me on Twitter at Beefy Disney, and you can find me on Instagram at Beefy Muchacho. Nice. <laughs> Jeff. I'm at Braindead92 on um, Twitter, and... Uh, I'm also can be reached at I just got laid kennel company on uh, <laughs> dot com. Oh my god, that was fantastic, Dave. Figments reality and uh, at Figments reality on uh, Instagram, Twitter too. But yeah, I I deleted Twitter a long time ago. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Daily Walt Disney on Twitter. Um, you can find us all on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes, and you can find us on Instagram on the Mickey Dudes Podcast. So 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, we are thinking about Disney. We hope we are your weekly fix. Until next week, have a great day, have a good night, have a magical week. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.